Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. And today we come to the conclusion of this week as we continue with our series Battles Frontline. War is a matter of life and death. It is a path to either safety or ruin. The art of war is governed by constant factors which if not taken into consideration during deliberation of war, one would be setting themselves up for destruction. And so without a common law, it would be difficult to keep troops in complete accord with the commander without taking into account the distances, both large and small, the ground, both narrow and open, without considering the chances of life and death, without considering the hard and the soft, the waxing and the warning, it will be futile to even think of engaging in battle. War is a art of method and discipline. In the text we are going to read today, we find the Israelites receiving instructions concerning warfare. And it is good to note that in comparison to the kingdoms they were facing, Israel would have been considered more of a camp than a kingdom. They were wanderers, people who had not yet settled down in any country of their own. And so in Deuteronomy 20, we are going to start from verse 1 and we're going to read a whole 20 verses today. The Bible says, When you go out to battle against your enemies and you see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you do, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So it shall be, when you are on the verge of battle, that the priest shall approach and speak to the people, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Then the officers shall speak to the people, saying, What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. Also, what man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man eat of it. And one man is there who has betrothed to a woman, who is betrothed to a woman and has not married her. Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man marry her. The officers shall speak further to the people and say, One man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted. Let him go and return to his house lest the heart of his brethren faint like his heart. And so it shall be when the officers have finished speaking to the people, that they shall make captains of the armies to lead the people. When you go near a city to fight against it, then proclaim an offer of peace to it. And it shall be that if they accept your offer of peace and open to you, then all the people who are found in it shall be placed under tribute to you and serve you. Now, if the city will not make peace with you, 
but war against you, then you shall besiege it. And when the Lord your God delivers it in your hands, you shall strike every male in it with the edge of the sword. But the women and the little ones, the livestock and all that is in the city, all its spoil, you shall plunder for yourself. And you shall eat the enemy's plunder, which the Lord your God gives you. Thus you shall do to all the cities which are very far from you, which are not of the cities of these nations, but of the cities of these people, which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance. You shall let nothing that breathes remain alive, but you shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite, the Amorite, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevite, and the Jebusite, just as the Lord your God has commanded you, lest they teach you to do according to all their abomination, which they have done for their gods, and you sin against the Lord your God. When you besiege a city for a long time, while making war against it to take it, you shall not destroy its tree by wielding an axe against it. If you cut If you can eat of them, do not cut them down to use it to use in the siege. For the tree of the field is the man's food. Only the trees which you you know are not trees for food you may destroy and cut down to build siege works against the city that makes war with you until it is subdued. Wow, it's a long read with a lot of instruction. So as we said earlier, Israel was a small nation surrounded by great empires and the battles they engaged in were usually against armies greater than themselves they were in no position strategically uh, to to know how what to do so they had to be instructed by the lord because the lord is the one who was leading them they were fighting against superior weapons and superior numbers but we see the lord commanding them right from the beginning not to be afraid the lord doesn't deny that they were against larger forces he doesn't deny the danger ahead of them but he asked them to recognize that a greater power walks among them and like we said yesterday things do not happen in a vacuum The Lord doesn't ask them to just believe. He gives them evidence of why they ought to trust him. He gives them evidence for their faith. He says, "Fear not, because the Lord your God, who brought you up out of Egypt, will be with you." And then we get to the instruction for the battle. And the Lord begins by thinning out the cl- the crowd. He instructs those who still have unfinished businesses and those who are faint-hearted to step aside because not everyone should go into battle. And this is a strategy that we should employ even in our lives. Having a large crowd doesn't uh, behind you doesn't guarantee that you have support and success. Some people as we know and I know you know may drag you down. Some will discourage you. It was the heart of the army that mattered know the size of it and as an additional condition the lord commanded that the captains be selected to lead the people because however good the soldiers were they needed leadership the same way we do you know sometimes we need someone to direct us in battle someone to tell us this is how you should do this this is the way to go this is the proper 
way fasting is done. This is what this part of the Bible means. And then what follows from verse 10 are the rules for engagement that we mentioned the other days, the rules for war. Because like we said at the beginning of today's episode, war is a knot of method and discipline. The Lord tells them when you go near a city to fight against it, then proclaim an offer of peace to it. In other words, the Lord is cautioning them against fighting unnecessarily. Do not get into battles that you do not need to get into. Do not start wars that you shouldn't start. Do not fight where peace can prevail. And this is one rule that we break so often. You see sometimes we engage in fights that are not necessary. We go for extremes where better alternatives exist. Someone wrongs you and they genuinely apologize, but you still want to push them to the corner. You want to hurt them back so they can feel how you felt. Sometimes we start fights simply because we have an upper hand, because we want to be recognized, to be acknowledged as the better person. But the word of the Lord says make them a nuffer of peace let peace prevail where peace can prevail let love prevail where love can prevail make them a nuffer of peace first and then the next set of rules might sound a bit harsh because the lord says if the city will not make peace with you but makes war against you then you shall besiege it you shall strike every mill you shall let nothing that breathes remain alive and the lord gives the reason for this harsh rule lest they teach you to do according to their abomination which they have done for their gods you know when a city was besieged it was surrounded from all corners they were denied contact with the outside world their supplies were cut off completely the city was literally starved to its death And the reason why all males had to be killed was because a surviving male of the enemies was a perpetual enemy to the occupying force. They were bound to reawaken the old woods. They were bound to retaliate at some point. And I think this is the same approach we should have with some issues in our life. Not with people though. Don't get me wrong. We can go killing people, but when it comes to some issues like addictions and when we're talking about spiritual warfare and dealing with sin we need to be thara in how we deal with them we need to besiege them to deal with them from every available avenue and ceasing prayers repentance for sin counseling rehabilitation whatever it takes we need to cut off whatever supplies them with life We need to staff them off to pull them out with the roots because when you leave their life source attached they will come back to haunt you they will come back to lay their claim in your life but even as we seek to clear the path for righteousness as we seek to rid ourselves of all that holds us back all that stands between us and God we must take care not to leave behind unnecessary damage not to cause innocent people pain along the way because the lord commanded that only the trees which you know are not trees for food you may destroy and cut down yeah you know everything that is written in the word of god 
I don't take it for granted. These are the rules for war, the rules of engagement for war that we are in. And the good thing is that we are not fighting this battle on our own. For the Lord says, do not be afraid. I, the Lord, your God is with you. You are not be you you are not be you're not the one strategically to superior in the position the lord is the lord is the one in the in the in the superior position he's the commander so when he says that the trees that are good for fruits don't cut it down be careful and so may you surround yourself with the kind of people that should be in the battle with you people who will support you and not discourage you mentors leaders who will point you in the right direction may the lord help you to know which battles to fight and how to fight in jesus mighty name and as we fight as we fight these battles let us keep our ears open and our eyes open so that we may understand the rules of engagement. Shalom, this is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight and this is Battles Frontline Day 5. Thank you for your continued support and encouragement to the making of the daily insights. reaching an average of 60 people a day with over 10,000 total plays. I invite you to partner with us by supporting this podcast through monthly or one-time donation. Your contribution will be used to sustain the episode subscription and hosting platform. My goal is to inspire and share insightful messages in our generation. empowering one person at a time each day to continue serving the purposes of God in our generation your support is highly appreciated click that support button now and give your support you can support with $1 $5 or as much as you are able to give blessings